Hey, before we get to the brew review, we just wanted to tell you to follow us on Snapchat. We are Cold Cans Pod. You can go find us. Uh, we just hired a new special field correspondent by the name of Casey. He's going to be our boots on the ground, our eyes and taste buds and ears and everything else in the bar scene around the world. So he's going to go around seeing what people are drinking, seeing what they want us to talk about and review. He's going to be doing lots of funny stuff on that Snapchat thing. So as long as you're around surfing the web on your phone, go check out Cold Cans Pod on Snapchat. And hell, if you're on the internet, why don't you find us online at coldcanspodcast.com? Hey, that's our website. If you go there, uh, we've had some listeners asking how they can contribute to the show. And we have an Amazon (laughs) click-through link there. Uh, so if you're making some purchases on Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, click through our link, kick a few shekels our way, keep this operation running, keep the beer flowing. Absolutely, why not? And the beer we have flowing today, Kona Brewing Company's Longboard Island Lager. Cheers, Joe. Cheers. Cheers. Two of our personal favorites. Yes. Um, I think the first time I probably had this, I've the seen one this is beer. our personal. Two of our personal yeah, favorites. Yeah, okay. It's the wrong tense. We got a copywriter in studio. Uh, I before E except after C. Please continue. <laughs> we I, The first time I've had this beer, I think, was in Hawaii with you. I, I think I've I seen think it here. Same here. But same I never really two. jumped on it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Kona Brewing Company is... In uh, Kailua Kona on Hawaii's Big Island, um, it's kind of spread out. I believe this beer is actually brewed in Woodenville, Washington, near to Seattle right now. That's right. They have a few breweries in the mainland as well as Hawaii because I'm sure it's not practical to uh, be shipping beer hey, from Hawaii. That's the Mahalo <laughs> that's way, man. Mahalo, yeah. So, yeah, Portland, I think, somewhere in New Hampshire, and yep. then Woodenville. Yeah, so there that's, is one in Portland. That's great. Yep. And I do love this beer, but I got to say we should stop drinking these beers warm <laughs> for this show. <laughs> and yeah. when I was opening this one yeah. on the side of the table, because yeah. it's a pop-off and we don't have a, a bottle opener. It's and cold I, cans, uh, all right? It's cold cans. And I hit the top. Uh-huh. And as we know, when you force pressure in, something's going to come out. And so about a quarter of the beer uh, spilled <laughs> overflowing. And this is flat beer And I have to that say, that's going to knock the... Hey. Kona Brewing Company's long Kona, lager. Kona, you want a good score? <laughs> How about you make a beer that doesn't overflow? Yeah, I, I'm going to take it into account myself watching that <laughs> uh, thing happen. But no, it, uh, this is a beer that I go to if people have craft beers in bottles and I want a light beer, very drinkable beer. Very drinkable. Um, should we read the shitty copy on their website? Because every do. fucking brewing company has awful copy. Longboard Island Lager is a smooth, refreshing lager fermented and aged for weeks at cold temperatures to yield its exceptionally smooth flavor. That's too smooth. Smooth, double up, smooth, smooth. A delicate, slightly spicy hop aroma complements the malty body of this beer. Now, that's a fine sentence, although it's just gibberish. Yes, it's buzzword heavy uh, with uh, beer characterizations. Yep. And that's our job, okay? <laughs> Leave that for us but here on Cold Cans. At the end of the day, it's a lager, but I think, as is a pattern that I'm recognizing throughout all the beers that we've reviewed this far, 
there is a connotation with it. Something about the brand. I drink this. I think about being on the beach. Mm. I think about going out in the ocean, getting my shit tossed in these waves where I'm not equipped to uh, actually swim in. <laughs> being vaguely worried about jellyfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not sure well, what you the keep a full are. bladder at all times just in case you get bit. You bit. And um, yeah, toes in the sand, ass in the water, yeah. you know, <laughs> as they say, the Mahalo way. As they say. I will say the good, they do have some good copy on the bottle. They have it engraved in the glass, liquid aloha. Yeah. And that doesn't describe this beer. I don't know what does. Yeah, that's excellent. That's good copy. That's very good copy. It is about, because again, we brought this up too. If we mixed all the beers we've reviewed thus far together, it would just be the same as all the beers individually that we've reviewed. Um, But the branding i think what we've seen is the distinction between all of the lager or pilsners type beers that we've had because we talked about miller light that brought me back home at least me personally and that old like they went back to their vintage light can um we talked about molson canadian and the canadians were talking about how it's that's the Miller Lite Bud Lights, it's iconic of their their time. Olympia had its own ups and downs. Rainier, of course. And Kona does the same thing. It brings me back to Hawaii. And one of the things I was thinking about is we were in Hawaii. We were sitting with our ass in the water and our dick in the sand, and we were saying, <laughs> we don't want to leave Hawaii. Yeah. I could see myself moving here. I feel like everybody says, I could see myself moving to Hawaii, but nobody... Nobody no pulls does. the trigger. And I think part of it is what you brought up. It's wildly expensive and maybe impractical, and there's not a lot of jobs in Hawaii. <laughs> but at the same time, if if you're somebody who can work from home, which is increasingly possible in this day and age, uh, what is the resistance to allowing yourself to live somewhere that you consider to be paradise? I can see a few few reasons. I think number one is like family and friends type thing because what is paradise if your friends aren't there to enjoy it with you right and in hawaii is totally isolated you'd feel like you're on a different planet when you're there yeah yeah that's true Um, but you brought up the technology thing a few episodes ago where you said like yeah your friends aren't physically in hawaii with you but you can keep in touch with them now it's true but uh, i mean are you going to facetime while you're getting schlitzed at a happy hour drinking kona longboard drinking kona longboard at the beach I guess, but if you're getting schlitzed at a happy hour drinking Kona Longboard at the beach, that's paradise. So then fuck your family and friends. I personally, I'm not against the why moving you to Hawaii, Hawaii thing. I don't know why I haven't gone yet. <laughs> Maybe that's your next stop. Maybe. My lease is up in a couple months. Hey, Kona Hawaii. work at Kona Brewing Company get, in Woodenville. <laughs> not even move away. Uh, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. There's, there's, It's kind of like that, that separate... Again, we were talking about this a couple episodes ago. There's you're moving away. That's a big risk. It's definitely easier to stay, and it, it just doesn't seem real to a lot of people to actually move and take that jump. I think Hawaii is the next evolution of that, or anything. People go to like New Zealand or parts of Europe from America, and I know there's logistical challenges and economic challenges, and finding a job is a whole thing. But at the same time, there aren't a lot of people who are like, "Look, this is where I love this place." I should be here all of the time. Um, they they just don't make the leap. I think there's a, a separate cognitive like dissonance between like moving from the Midwest to a place like Seattle. There's a whole nother jump from moving to Seattle to like Kona or a place like that. Sure. But yeah, I mean now like if you need to see someone in person, need to see family or friends in person, it's a whatever 
if you're on the mainland, maximum six-hour flight. But now, That's if you're true. going from Hawaii to New York or Hawaii to Illinois or whatever, then you're talking eight, 10, 12 hours, whatever it is. And you're probably forcing your family and friends to come see you, which, yeah, you're in Hawaii, it's great, but that's a lot of money. I guess it's a little bit of a hedonistic thing to do, to just say, I want to be in paradise forever, and I don't really care what everybody else thinks. Yeah, I think some people, a lot of people go to Hawaii, too, like in the middle of what is winter uh, on the mainland. So yeah, they're miserable in the cold and rainy weather, and then they go to Hawaii, and it's, holy shit. But there's, there's a I whole. I want this forever. There's a whole nother, There's a whole other aspect to it, which is apart from what they want, Hawaii itself is very proud of their heritage, and doesn't, in a lot of parts, especially the Big Island, love the fact that tourists are coming and trampling over mm-hmm. what is paradise. Yeah, their home. And I think there is a reluctance there to have people move from the mainland to there as well and adopt Hawaii as a home just because it's paradise and they're moving to paradise because you typically can destruct, uh, be destructive to a beautiful thing by overloving it. <laughs> yeah, you love it too much, you'll smother it. Right. And I, look, Tell that to all my girlfriends. Like, hey, bazunga, take it to the dairy mill. <laughs> but uh, the... The longboard lager, I think, is impossible to love too much. It's a delicious. Oh, you said it, man. Drinkable beverage. Loveboard lager, maybe. Hey, do we have the beer rankings up, or did we not Google that in time? Oh, we got it, baby. All right. Always prepared. I'm a beer scout. <laughs> uh, beeradvocate.com gives this a score of 77, which oh, is- Oh, shit. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. That is gold, like platinum class beer compared to what we've been drinking. Hey, we're going to get to a good beer here one of these days. We will. We'll find something at the top of the charts and maybe take it down a peg or two, you know? I, I, this one is going to have a battle for me because, again, I do think it's delicious. Apparently, experts think that it's a class above. It's okay. Anything else we've had, yeah. Yeah, we've had poor and awful beers (laughs) so far. Um, But at the same time, I, again, what I've come back to with these loggers and these pilsners, branding's everything. I don't know if I could squeeze this fucking guy ahead of Rainier. <laughs> Baby. Rainier has a history. Rainier's drinkable. Rainier's, I guess, accessible to me, but at the same time, um, I don't know, seems to have this iconic nature about it. Kona Brewing Company has been around since 1994, so it's mm-hmm. 23 years old. Um, it quickly expanded, like you said, and came about to the mainland. And this thing is actually brewed in Woodenville. And I don't know. It, it it feels like it's a little, doesn't have the depth that a beer like Olympia from around the 1800s. Well, or it, was, it started in 94. That means we were both older than this. Why isn't this our little baby boy giving us some, uh, making us proud with his exceptionally smooth. We would have been four years old when we gave uh, this beer. Yeah. Uh, but our little baby, our little baby boy, uh, grew out of control. It, uh, it, in, in 20 years, in 2009, Kona Brewing Company was the 14th highest sales of all craft breweries in the U S. So it still considers itself a craft brewery, but, uh, yeah, it's part of some kind of like craft brewery initiative too, where I think they kind of focus on remaining or uh, maintaining their freedom as like a craft brewery, but they also tap into the like larger beer distribution networks of a larger thing. Yeah, uh, which like, I think we've seen now. So that's kind of what, what is it? There's Rainier was doing. They were contracting through a different brewery. Right. Well, I mean, Cody's their owner basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rainier's owner basically is making them, yeah. it's just a marketing thing. 
that's so that's all Rainier is, I guess, if that's what you're basing it on. It's right, a lot of marketing. Right, right. Like it was revived because it's such a strong brand that people want to see and want to drink. That so, who knows if the beer is even the same. Right. So that's kind of what we're discovering there is that with these lagers, the 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 strength of the brand outweighs like the ingredients in the beer. Whereas Kona at this point has still got that craft brewery tie to it, even though it's trying to expand out of it. But I could see it evolving in the same way that Olympia and Rainier did, where all of a sudden it's not even based out of Hawaii at all anymore. It just keeps the brand. It's brewed in Saskatoon, UP. (laughs) (laughs) But as of now, it's still got its roots. It has uh, a sustainability initiative where it's the brewing companies, again, Going back to Hawaii, the people of Hawaii are proud of their land, and mm-hmm. Kona is giving back into that. That's great. It's still a craft beer, so that's. And they have a solar panel set up at their brewery that helps with the electricity. That should play to your liberal uh, elite mindset. Gonna Joe. have to build a wall from Hawaii <laughs> to keep that those solar panels out. Uh, the give me coal, the, burn the coal, take me to the dairy mill. <laughs> The uh, the the sustainability thing with solar panels and being self-sufficient—that's everything. That's why it's self-sufficiency because the imports and exports are impossible in an island that's halfway across the fucking right. world. And for some reason, the U.S. Uh, owns it. Well, for military purposes, but we still do, and we use it as a weird vacation destination. So this just came to mind uh, based on the why don't people actually move to Hawaii? And this beer being distributed nationwide year-round as mm-hmm. well. Does that, is this, when we tap into this bottle, is that our little escape? Or, like, is this almost a marketing thing for Hawaii itself? Right. To, like, this always stays in front of mind. Like, probably people who haven't been to Hawaii might not drink this beer a whole lot. Right. But Unless if, you had the experience where maybe you toured the brewery or yeah. were there and drinking it. Yeah. And, and now you, you can find this anywhere, any time of year, and you get your little slice of, of paradise I in a bottle. I like that idea. Yeah. Or it's sort of the, op- well, that's the utility it provides to the drinker, mm-hmm. and it's mutually beneficial to the brewery to say, we're selling a little vacation in a bottle, hence Liquid Aloha. Liquid Aloha. Yeah, it's good marketing, good branding. Again, I think with Does that take it down in your mind? No, it doesn't or, take it down. It's a okay. smart business. Again, with lagers and pilsners, when all these beers taste exactly the same, you have to differentiate yourself somehow, and mm-hmm. that's what Kona seemed to do here. Let's get to the rankings. Let's do our rankings. So we might be in disagreement here. Our current rankings, four deep. Number one, Rainier. Number two, Molson Canadian. Miller Lite, and then Olympia. I think it's better than Miller Lite and Olympia. I would just, I think it's better than Molson Canadian. Rainier, though. Where do you have this ranked? I would put Longboard Lager above Rainier. You had a number sure. one. For sure. I think I'd put Longboard Lager at number two. Okay. So now we have a 1A, 1B situation. I was going to say, are we going to fight this out? I will I will say this is the first beer that I've finished while we've been recording, actually. Yeah. And it's not just because I spilled half, spilled a quarter of it at the top of the show. Right. You but I have anyway. an empty glass bottle, and I will shatter it and, and take it to your jugular vein. We should make if it sure comes that to it. this is on tape. You're still recording. No, I think we will this come up with a tiebreaker. This is inadmissible in court. We'll come up with a tiebreaker. Okay, what's the tiebreaker? One thing that we can agree on. How about when in doubt, given that all of these these things can be equal, we we go with taste. It doesn't have to be branding. We shed all that. We go with okay. taste. And I think this certainly tastes better than Rainier. I would still put it at one. 
But if you and I have to break a tiebreaker and we're not going to give up, this can be our new number one. I think taste is the biggest uh, thing in this whole ranking system for me. And Longboard right. Lager tastes much better than Rainier, in my opinion. So another new number one. Hey, the sound the bell. Row, send them to the dairy mill. We have a new number one to go to the dairy mill, and that is the Kona Longboard Lager. And I say to you, in the words of the people, Mele Kaliki Maka means Merry Christmas. Have a very Mahalo Christmas. The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com.